Hello, welcome to The Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob, the partner of Twitch. <laughs> Just give me one more day for it. That's all I want. And I'm joined by Mr. John. He does all the emoji scrivens. Hey, John, how are you? Hello. I'm uh, Today, I'm your partner in crime. Nice. That works. Ah, there that we go. Works. I've not been holding on to that one for days. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone, Tristan. There's a blizzard and I'm shoveling snow and clearing my car. I love Canada. Big love to you. Hello to everyone on the Twitch chat. Sorry again, what a lovely fella. Borneo Manchow, Tom Dix, both angels. Dan Don't, morning. Sinful Gaming, great work on modding those Facebook pages. Jesus. Hel- Militant Snowflake, hello. Job PLC, I love seeing you every day. Warhammer Rob, I hope the kids are well. I love your printing. Sergeant Rolf, yes. You're a captain in my world. Hot Sauce Teddy, what up? Tie winning. Uh, Podcast Bros. Uh, I'm going to Fred, John, Pete, and Paul. Thanks for listening to the podcast, as well as Frank and Tim. Uh, I reckon I've given some real fucking easy, easy male names there, John. So a, a couple of guys were like, "Is he talking about me? Is he talking about?" For a second, I thought you'd actually done some homework. No, <laughs> calm down, guys. <laughs> you, the hydro homies, hydro homies, make yourself known on Twitter or Facebook. There's yeah. no way. There's no way for me to know your name unless you want to leave us a review. Uh, over on the, the podcast apps. And if you do that, then I'll be able to show you that, uh, which would be nice. Uh, Scrivo looking like one of the kids from Stranger Things, slightly grown up. <laughs> John, sing the song. Sing the song. Have you seen Stranger Things? Yes, but also that's not from Stranger Things, that song. The song is from Stranger Things now. And sing the song, damn it. How dare you? I don't know the words, sorry. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Uh, hey, Colonel Cabbage. So today we're going to talk about the predictions for the reveal stream tomorrow. John reckons he's clairvoyant and can guess it. While we're doing that, I'm painting up this piece of terrain. Uh, this is my first reveal of the crystal board uh, that we're doing. Uh, oh, so, fantastic. Uh, so yeah, this is, uh, as you guys can see here, it's based, um, uh, which is nice. And then, uh, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to painting this up. I, I bought um, one of those spray cans from the, the local shop, John. And um, oh, the uh, the graffiti ones, graffiti one, uh, and then I'm just spraying over the top of it. I use that as like a base spray. I, I, there, I'm not sure if I might. I'm painting this now. I'm not certain if I'm not just going to go back and get a more a color that matches the the table more. I thought this one, like I eyeballed it, and I thought this this color would match, but it's way too kind of pink red, um, and it needs to be kind of like a dark rich purple to match the mat color matching the terrain with the mat is probably going to be the hardest thing for me over the next couple yes. of weeks uh, just because like it's, it's not just as simple as a purple right it's a tone of purple for example yeah if you do like a really bluey purple and the mats are ready purple it's just going to look weird on it uh yeah 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 it's it, it, and and also like and i think so if you guys just just for clarity after the kind of terrain conversation yesterday as you guys can see beautiful piece of terrain and you 100 percent could have just left it non-based but obviously, the base does two things. One, it gives me kind of an area, and I am maybe going to cut it down from being a square and make it more rounded. So that's kind of like a future conversation. However, the main point really is that I'll be able to color match the bottom really well, if that makes sense, because I make a gradient on the edge of the piece of terrain. I'll be able to color match it right into the um, the board. So even if, like in this situation, the, the crystals and the crystals on the... Uh, the map kind of makes sense together so i didn't wouldn't necessarily have yeah. to base it but it's kind of my system now whereas a building like be it on a grassy land or a snow land or whatever 
Like, yeah. obviously, I think putting on a base means you can kind of like tie it into the, the map, which is kind of the key feature, I think. And it also protects the terrain. That's that's the thing that I learned as a kid was if you make your own bit of terrain and you don't put it on some basing, every time you put it on a table, you're, you're chipping the bottom of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, right. So, John, okay. uh, quick catch yes. up with how you are. Uh, are you well? I'm good. I'm feeling better than I was on Wednesday night. I uh, I had a fever because I'd had my jab. So I was being a bit of a, a pussy and melting down and falling apart but i sure feel right. like i've been reforged now I, i'm a stormcast i've probably got less humanity <laughs> <laughs> not that there was amazing. much to go around to start with but there we go okay good 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 on you getting your vaccine good work still yeah, waiting man. to find out when mine's coming um but hopefully soon as and i'll be rushing in i have heard that you get a bit of a hangover the day after um generally from yeah so it'll be your first it. hangover <laughs> uh, yeah uh, <laughs> um uh, <laughs> uh, hey, Dude Day, thank you for resubscribing for 40 months. If you guys have just uh, subscribed on Twitch, uh, there is, by the way, in the chat, thanks to John, some new emojis. What have we got today? Uh, what oh. are our new ones? We have a giant list that which John is smashing through. Uh, 500 points stomper, I'm a big fan of. Uh, stonks. Oh, but that's only a level two one. Sorry. Sorry about that, lads. Uh, but yeah. Oh, and there's also good guy, good list. Uh, or is it great guy, great list? Um, great guy, yeah. great list. Oh, there's a, there's a question coming in the chat. John, what's on the shelf in the background there? Which which shelf? Which shelf? That's the question. There's a lot. nine, twelve shelves. <laughs> so, if, so if anyone isn't really aware, John is like a true meta chaser. He's like that guy. Always chasing the meta. First it was competitive orcs when the orc uh, book dropped. Now it's... What are you currently painting up? Dark Angels and Drukhari, John? And Corn Berserkers. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I'm, I'm I'm ahead of that meta, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I've got Sisters of Battle as well. So I've got the Christmas box they did for them, like the launch box, still in undercoat, because apparently they're really good as well. So I've put them in the cabinet to remind me that I need to chase as much as possible. <laughs> uh, no, no, there's a question. No, what is the shelf? Like, oh, what's, is, it, is it a Malm? This is a Kallax. A, a Malm Kallax. is a... Um, it's more of a, a racking material one. Like this oh, is a Kallax okay. with the additional cabinet things so that I've got the, the glass fronts to it. So if anyone isn't aware, uh, over here in the UK and probably most of the world, um, you really just talk about furniture in IKEA standard, I guess. Yeah. I guess it's like, like you always need a unit of measurement in anything, right? Like bed bedding has togs. You know, you've got Celsius. Yeah. And I guess now IKEA is our way of like really talking about background stuff. Um <laughs> yes yes and it's like you don't go oh i bought this nice sofa and you go where'd you get it from so like, oh that's a nice ikea and then someone says the exact type because everyone's got the same one it seems uh-huh that's it that's that homogeny working for us uh anyway so um <laughs> but my question is to you john you think that you nailed the preview next week if you guys aren't aware podcast bros uh and twitch bros and anyone bros uh yeah. youtube bros uh last Last week? Uh, no, last uh, time. Last uh, month it... it was roughly, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. There was a there was another reveal tomorrow. There is a Games Workshop reveal stream. We're going to get something from every game system, apparently. Well, um, four systems, isn't it? Four systems, yeah. Four systems. I honestly didn't know there were more than two systems. If I'm <laughs> well, this might shock you, Rob, but they're including in those four systems Warhammer Underworlds, which is this basically is let's disgusting. test out some Age of Sigmar models and make it into a game. 
but not really. <laughs> let's get them to pay us for R and D. Let's do that. Like, let's do that. <laughs> it's like model testing. It's like, do, do these ones sell? Do they look kind of cool? Mm, Should we go maybe. along this line? Is this a new like? <laughs> let's launch this as a product. <laughs> I bought so many Underworlds warbands, so I'm I'm just as guilty They're as everyone else. Man. Like, exactly. I was like, I'm going to paint them all. He did yeah. Not. <laughs> Honestly, like always, spend. I'd rather spend thirty quid on uh, uh, Underworld's Warband. They're not even that much versus the twenty-five quid for the newest ones. So, when you get four or five models for that sort of price, comparative to a lot of their current pricing, that's actually quite reasonable. I think it's reasonable. I think it's also yeah. like a nice selection of models to paint. It, like, I think it's great. Yeah. Like, really involved with that. Solid um, if you want to do some RPG stuff as well. That's the way I saw it. So, like if you're playing D and D or something. They just work as good character models. What is your favourite one, John? Uh, what's your favourite oh. warband? Twitch chat, same question. Mine's Molog, by the way. I don't think they've done anything as good as Molog's. Oh, John, have you frozen? Twitch chat, are you still there? Oh, no. Is that bad skits? We're here. John's paused on an amazing picture. Can we talk about that? Uh, oh, he's moved. <laughs> oh, wow. That's hilarious, because I can happened? still see the chat going, but I just couldn't hear your video. That's weird. Okay. Hey, John, um, what was your, fa- your favourite? Zarbags gets 100%. Plastic squigs. Seeing the new plastic squigs, I was like, cool, they're coming. I think for the kind of uniqueness, I really like the Kurnothi, though. Like, the yeah. whole centaur thing, I really dig that as a thing, because then it's like, hey, look, we've fixed high elves now. It's not just uh, wood elves. It's not just elves in the woods i thought that's a nice way of kind of going just i want to see what they do with that though i think the kanothi are very exciting Uh, my my proclivity for centaur ladies to the side for a moment Uh, i think i I mean (laughs) i think genuinely centaurs are like a a a very cool a very cool kind of like race it's like dragon kin i think that's one of the really exciting things about age of sigma and removing themselves from the old world that was is like they can explore. Like we can have dragon kin, which I would kind of expect at some point, John. Like which would be like, yeah. Like, I know we already have Saurus and we already have Seraphon, so like they've they kind of they don't quite fit into the Dragonborn D and D aesthetic, do they? They're not like knightly or fire breathing kind of. They're not dragons; they're lizards, and that's that's quite a big distinction, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like and I like I would like to see that, but they can explore it all, right? Like and yeah. I like and that's what I like about the Underworld Warbands. And actually, the review show we did with Adam Mumford the other day, where we talked about the Warbands, I wouldn't mind seeing things like the Seraphon range condensed down a little bit. And I would like I th- I quite yeah. like like the Uruks, the Ko, minimal War Scrolls. Almost everything gets used all the time. And as a collector, you can be like, I've smashed it. I've a hundred percented the Ko. I've got like a bit. Of, I've got one of everything, or I've got loads of everything. And I can yeah. collect it. And I would more prefer to see them do factions like that and then have sub faction rules so you can play them differently or paint them differently or theme them differently than I need a whole different theme of army. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm kind of in I'm in the middle with that. I like I'd like a little bit more than those two. Like the way that Iron Jaws look at the moment, it's like I feel they could have a couple more units and I'd be happy there. Okay, well, they are they kind are of, the army with the least, so I can yeah. That. I so then, compared to say forty k orcs, where you have so many different units that all do very specific things, it feels a bit much. So somewhere in the middle, is kind of where I'd like to be. 
where it doesn't feel overwhelming so what number would you put that at like you can't like so i mean because like fucking hell how many units are even available to 40k orcs we should do that too many too many that's the thing it's like you look at it and they each do very different specific things and then no they all do the same thing well they do badly shooting or badly hit things and definitely all badly survive (laughs) <laughs> but very expensive because of the potential that they could roll lots of sixes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can never play Stormcast because the war scroll overload with constant anxiety, hot sauce, Teddy, even if 90% of the scrolls, 95% of the scrolls are shit. That's a solid point. Yeah. I think also for it's new people, yeah, for new people, it's also like intimidating as well. It's like, what Stormcast do you want? Like, man, I don't know. Like, do you know what I mean? And surely that that's a true thing for the Marines as well, John? Like that I feel like off, that put me off Stormcast. In fact, I was just like I was doing oh, really? Sacrosanct, and then I was like, if I start dipping onto the other ones, and I was like, but this is going against the theme I'm going with, and then it's this whole thing of like, this this doesn't. It was too much. It was too much to kind of get your head around, especially yeah. as a new player, because I was essentially a new player. I knew a lot about the hob, the actual the game, but not practically. Not something I played lots of. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think uh, I I I really am kind of like I actually am pro Games Workshop like. Um, making smaller factions and little splash releases. Like one of the things I know it was meant to be like a zombie side game. The um, uh, the Gellapox infected one, Blackstone Fortress. Yeah. Like I get uh, it. Uh, Rogue Trader. Rogue, Rogue Trader. Trader. Yeah, I get it. So I get it wasn't meant to be like its own splash release. But I'm really into that. Like you know, wow. like I mean that wasn't quite Codex level. I would love to see them just pushing that that envelope more and just make these small little uh, book. It also gives them a chance to sell more books, John. So hey, the way I like, if you got twenty-four that... models in one range or two lots of twelve models in two ranges. That's double the books, baby. Yeah, I think the pace that they did for say Admech is where I like it to be. So it's every sort of eighteen months or slightly less they've done kind of a wave with four or five kits. So it's well, not no, overburdening even... you. Because then even then, like like uh, I've got, <laughs> I mean, my Admech by the way, I'm a. Like, I am the worst 40k stonks trader. I want everyone to know that, like, ever. Like, Death Guard, everything I've got painted is the not stuff you take, right? Like, well, it's the suboptimal inside the book. It's not bad, it's just suboptimal, yeah? Um, uh, the And then same for, Admech. <laughs> Se- same for Admech. Same for Admech. Same for Admech. I'm just, I'm like, ah, oh. Everyone's like, you've got 35 dr- dogs. And I'm like, no, I don't. They're like, have you got any floaty boaties? And I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, well, fuck you. And I'm like, damn it. Like, <laughs> so, if Rob buys it, sell, 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 I agree. 40k is not my, like, stonks market. And it's not even because I guess badly. It's just, who would have thought that they would make Terminators so good? Do you know what I mean? Because they've made them very yes. good, John. I, I don't think they have made them that good. They're not, they're not Deathwing good. They, no, they're but... pretty good. <laughs> oh my god, they're really good. Uh, all right, let's ban 40k. Rob, you're prepared to buy all the full draw Admech, hoping to get rules for 40k one day. My guess, 2040. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. I wonder what will happen first. Doodah Day stops watching the show and doesn't resubscribe, or I get the Admech rules uh, for the full draw stuff, John. Here's hope. I don't think you. I don't think you're ever going to get them. Why? Because think about it. We haven't had the Ad- Admech book for this edition yet. Yeah, but they'd be in this book, Rob. This no. has got every Forge World unit that they currently sell. That is currently, 40K. that was just a, that That's... was just their that was just their just kickoff book. I reckon more books to come. Are you telling me my forty pound Forge World book is not going to stay current for long, Rob? Let's go with the reveals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not getting into right. this conversation. Nick, <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick and Tom had enough of that last night. I, I know, like, I watched it back at two o'clock this morning. It was great fun. They were unhappy. Um, and I think rightly so in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think rightly so. Um, I, I, like I said last night, I think. Anyway, reveals tomorrow. Right. Let's go through the game systems. Twitch chat. Can we can we go one step before that? Can I really enjoy, I really I really enjoy that the Twitch chat I've discovered that they could ban books. Uh, sorry, bad book, bad words, and now it's really hard yeah. to stream. Okay, so current words we can't talk about. Tomorrow's announcements from Games Workshop, uh, John. Let's go through the different yeah. game systems, please. Can we can we do one thing before that? The yeah, title sure. and the color choice for the title. So they've gone with Faith and Damnation. Right. The Faith is pretty obviously sisters because they've kind of given us a, a sneak peek of a tank of some yeah, sort and also and also there's the, they did the reveal of the of the uh, the mech ladies yeah so we've already seen that and there's the palatine and i think one of their articles did say that we're going to get more units so i'm imagining this is going to be a full splash re- release now and then damnation is a pretty wide kind of all-encompassing thing but they've previewed on new model monday a redemptionist which is a Necromunda kind of um, Imperium Emperor kind of cultist guy. And Necromunda is one of the four systems. So I think it's as simple as they're doing them. That's it. I think that's what those two, the, the two bits of the title are kind of linking in is those two. Okay. Um, I, my brain went, if you just would like to quick sneak uh, peek into my brain as you were talking, this is where my it brain went. went. My brain went, I wonder if you could set up a religion in the 40k universe, but in real life, and then get tax exemption status, and just like the kind of like psycho Christians in America or whatever, get loads of like charity money in and start some sort of like weird real world 40k cult. But also, so what you're telling me is you want to just be one of those religious cults that stands outside of properties of businesses. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, but that's where my brain went. (laughs) Anyway, what you've done, Rob. So yeah. you're already there. Anyway, <laughs> let's go back to where we were. <laughs> right. This is what I'm so, keeping my brain. Yeah. That's why I wear a hat. So, and for Underworlds, they've already previewed one. Wait, um, so is that you just moving on from 40k? You think it's going to be Sisters of Battle? Sisters of Battle. We How might ma- see a So do you think... Okay, 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 okay. Question, 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 question. So Sisters of Battle, do we think it's going to be a couple of releases or do we think it's going to be like Lumineth Wave 2? We think it's going to be like 24... Like, sorry, 12... 11 or 12 kits, like loads of stuff. I think it's going to be at most that size. Uh, I think it's going to be that size. I don't think it's going to be like three or four things. I think it's going to be that size. Because I feel like the initial release of Sisters was them going, right, here's the current range redone. We've not added anything new other than like making Penitent Engines have Mortifiers and stuff, having like the the spin-off version of the same kit and like the Seraphim and the Zephyrim. So it makes sense that they'd finally do some new stuff because the people that already had metal armies, the few of them that were like, right, I don't need to buy these. I've already got the models. will then buy the new kits of the things that they don't have. Okay. Okay. I think, I think it's going to be a huge release personally. Yeah, totally. Um, I think, I think you're right there. Okay. Uh, uh, all of the commentators in the Twitch area, um, I'm being careful to not use uh, my banned words here. <laughs> oh God! So we can't use the name of the 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 um the event we're going to be exploring tomorrow. Yeah, the the event we're going to be exploring tomorrow. <laughs> oh gosh, this is this is terrible. 
I'm deleting, just that. I'm, dele- I'm deleting that as a as a command that you guys please can do because this is almost unreasonable. <laughs> I struggle to get my words out of the best at times. <laughs> Good morning to W Soren, uh... <laughs> Texas. Hello, Texas. Uh, <laughs> right. So, um, what's the Stop next game it. system, John? What's the next game system? Right. I'm break. I'm I'm uh, I'm going to break the rules. Yeah, right. Fine. So, Underworlds. Um, they've uh, already previewed. Uh, their kind of roadmap for the for Underworlds was uh, Seraphon, and then the next one was Bone Reapers, and they've shown a big scary dude with a massive scythe. Mm. So I feel like we're just going to see the whole gang there. I think yeah. So like so this is Underworld, right? We're just going to yeah. see the okay four or five right. models. There's a bowman they've already kind of sneak peeked, and then a guy with a scythe. So I think it also sets up new units for the next wave of Bone Reapers as well. Yeah, a big shout out to my man Owen Jackson. Um, uh, he pointed out that the guy is a soul mason, and you can tell if you like a bit of like lore. Oh, big shout that's out. That's one for... of the character guys, isn't it? That yeah, there was one in the Feast of Bones box. Mm-hmm. The fact that he doesn't have a lower jaw, yeah, yeah, Ooh. is because uh, no soul jaw masons dr- have lower. They have no lower jaws. Because check this story out. Uh, thanks, Owen, for telling me this. Um, one, once a soul mason absorbed uh, the soul of a, an elven mage. And he started like babbling elven spells through it and causing all sorts of catastrophe. So now they have no lower jaws. So no, like if a soul takes over the soul mason, uh, they can't uh, they can't run amok in their own lines, which is fun. Oh, bad bod. Uh, oh, bad dod. Uh, thank you for subscribing. First time ever. Woo-hoo-hoo! So uh, that's how you vocalize then is not through your vocal cords, but through your jaw. OK, well, no, but you can't enunciate without a jaw. You can't. It's it's a tongue's actually more impactful. Yeah. 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 There we go. I'm just yeah. I'm just thinking it through. I'm doing what you did, Rob, with the with the religion thing. Just like my brain goes to kind of the anatomy of a skeletal dude. Can you please remove? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna remove that. Now. I'm gonna remove that as a chat because the, the chat are nightmares, and I can't I can't deal with them for the next 14 hours over the weekend. <laughs> it's gonna be uh, bad. Dodd, by the way, for resubscribing or for subscribing the first time, you got loads of new emotes. Thanks to John, including uh, these are my two uh, most recent favourites. I'm gonna just do these. Um, <laughs> uh, Dudley, Dudley Dudley F asks a great question actually because that's one of the things that I was so John you know the do you know the law behind the OCRs and that they collect a bone tie really so they collect oh, a bone yes, tie I saw that bit that's the bit I do that's probably the one broad strokes bit I do know yeah so they they collect a bone tie so specifically everything they have is bone yeah they they don't have yeah. like flesh capes uh, and there's very few examples of like fleshy bits on them generally yeah. Uh, one of the things, and they knit the bone together. That's how it all worked. The flesh yeah. cape, I think, is actually like a a very um, interesting touch. I think Catacross has got some flesh elements on him as well, like skin, like torn yeah. skin. But I, I just thought it was like a nice design piece. <laughs> it then shows. I shows it show it shows a difference between them and the fleshy courts, which are all fleshy and sinewy. So it's kind of like giving them very definitive kind of design kind of aesthetics it's got some real it's got some uh real like design aesthetics from like mozambique the area around there is really where like it's uh i feel anyway uh math Malu, Just... thank you for resubscribing uh tier two uh which means math Malo is able to use 
all the fancy emotes. Uh, feel free to show them off in the chat, Math Mallow. Thank you very much. Just not Tory Rob, because that's the, that's the rich boys one. That's even richer than me. Yeah, that's the, that's the richest. Uh, hey, Gus the Hut. Um, uh, <laughs> you get to use... What do you get to use? No one else gets to use. Stonks emote? Stonks uh, and the... Um, I hate it, by the way. Hoggers. I hate that, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you're the one that made the list, Rob. I'm just sticking to your list. Don't try to make it sound like you're not the shill, <laughs> the money grabbing shill that you are. <laughs> I know, but I oh, hate look, Tory it. Rob's in the chat. Yes, <laughs> yes, Tory Rob. <laughs> That's <Love> Math Mello. <laughs> Stonks. <laughs> and MJ's oh. got the, the 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 good one too. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah. after Underworlds, what we got? Then we got Age of Sigma, which is a bit of a weird one, right? Because they've previewed Tetris is the next Broken Realms book. <laughs> they've then previewed number three, which is going to be Bellacore. But they're also those zombies look like the the Cursed City ones, but not quite as over the top. It's like a silhouette where they look like they've got like roots or something wiggling out of them. So maybe that's just the the general Grave Lords zombies replacement kit. Mm. Because I, I think, think the a, zombies it's a zombies kit. Because zombies are, I think they came out in '99. Yeah, I bought them when I was playing more time. That's how old they are, Rob. The... I've gone through puberty since. Since <laughs> <laughs> that, that kit can drink in the UK, <laughs> and it's still in their top 100 kits. What does that say about everyone? Is We're it still, still in their top 100 kits? It's still in the stockist range, mate. It's mad. Really? So wait, explain the stockist range to me, please. So it's essentially 100 products that you get told, this is our big sellers, you have to stock it, and then you get, uh, basically, if you keep that constantly in stock, so once a month you have to restock it, you then get a marketing budget as a result that you can spend on stuff to, to do in store. So it's, And then if any of it gets removed from that range, you get credited for it. So uh, you get basically a way of, you're, you're kind of rewarded for at least having a, a core range. Okay. All right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, so thoughts, Twitch chat, and also John about the zombies. So I don't like the zombies from the um, the upcoming Warhammer Quest. Yeah, Curse yes. City. I know. How dare I say I don't like a new model coming from Games Workshop? But do you know what? It's Friday. I'll throw caution to the wind. Yeah, I don't like them. I think I understand. Like, it's a quite cool theme that they're staked so they can't turn into vampires. It's a cool idea, but imagine. I don't. I hope that that isn't the upcoming yeah. zombie kit. Right? It looks uh, like there's less to it. My my issue with it is the gravestone on the top feels like a bit too much. I think if they were just zombies with a massive bit of wood through them, or like a stake that you could notably see through, cool. The minute you add in like there's a gravestone on the top and then half of the, the the actual grave itself it becomes a bit a bit silly yeah i would say that that seems fair um uh thank you to gus the hut for donating 100 bits to the show uh yeah. i appreciate that we need a salty robber moat why do you you've just got a robber moat it's the same thing what what's Guys, the difference I, I between these two you, pictures it, they're the same it's so hard to draw a salty robber moat because salt's a really bad thing to draw at small scale guys so are we wanting, this is, the, this is one of the, the biggest things that I think, we talk about representation a lot in the hobby, John, yeah? yeah? Right? It's an important subject, it's close to my heart, it's something I believe in a lot and something yeah. I would like to help promote inside the community. But God damn it, John, if we don't need some representation in zombies, we need yeah. some dead humans, we need some dead elves, we need some dead dwarves, 
We need dead everything, right? We need some dead And mixed aurics. genders as well. Like, and different body shapes. I know that zombies essentially do just atrophy and become really shriveled and stuff. But there's still going to be that... The, the flesh is still there hanging. So, like, you, you get fat zombies that are just getting gaunt in specific places and then things hanging in really like unsettling ways. And that, that level of body horror is quite fun to see in, in this sort of thing. It's an opportunity missed. And they, uh, they, they, they do that really well in like the Nurgle stuff. They do. They do. So maybe that's why they're not touching on that is so that they don't look confusing perhaps. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, Bad Dot says don't need anything fancy. Just give a shambling dead peasants. I mean, you could hundred percent and like, and they'll look if they just do regular townsfolk. But the thing about the mortal realms is the townsfolk are all very different, right? Like yeah. we're not getting the, like the East, like German. Oh, we got a hype train. Woohoo. Woo-hoo! Thanks guys. Uh, don't know what oh, we got. What do we get? Level one, level one hype train. Yeah, let's use some emotes from that. Uh, hype if, if all the cities have got a bit of everything in it, like even they'll, they'll even have uruks in some situations. Why isn't there going to be uh, zombie uruks? Wouldn't everyone love that? I, I know I would. Yeah. Well, that's my point about the the, the like again the setting for Age of Sigmar is such an exciting place. You can have uruks, and you can be like, these are light uruks. These are because we've really only got. Uruks from the realm of beasts. I know those Uruks exist everywhere, but you haven't yeah. got like you we've not got, seen like, them as models, have we? No, and so like uh, Uruks from the realm of metal, so they're like covered in like fucking like I don't know something awesome, and then like uh, Uruks from the realm of shadow, so they're all like mystical and they like, raid villages and they like like kidnap people and they're like more clever and mysterious and smart. That would be cool. And then like from the realm of fire so obviously they live on a volcano or in a volcano those that's what the realm of fire and they're ginger super important um <laughs> so dudley f has said would zombie eruks fit on a 25 mil base well that's the opportunity for the the sculptor to have some fun if it's only half of an uruk because half of it's rotted away and fallen off it takes up less of a space for a base also like because of how um i'm going to propose something here propose we already have a uh, units there are examples of units with mixed base sizes specifically the warcry warbands um have different base sizes for different models so i don't think that you necessarily need what up owen jackson in the chat if we could all use our hashtag owen fans emote in the chat because owen is here please that would be nice uh we've all he's got his own emote there it is in the chat big owen you got the mic before i got one it's heartbreaking (laughs) i don't even the list doesn't even include one for Scrivo. That's all I'm saying. I don't need one though. You got to you got to shout out what the crowd want, right? Like exactly. That's, like... Got to go where the heart goes. You got to go where the heart goes. Uh, we, this is <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it requires fans though. Oh wow, <laughs> John, you need fans. That's rough. You got you got dogged Ouch. on in the chat. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Oh, Ouch. anyway, I know that's, I that's man-child. Rough. You are now my mortal enemy. <laughs> Immortal. Sorry, 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 Dayton. You've been dethroned. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, right. So back to zombies. Zombies excited yes. about. I think we're probably going to see at least a bunch of the Grave Lords releases. Um, yeah. Which is interesting because we still are like. I know we keep talking about every show, but it's. You know, it's relevant. We're still so behind. When the yeah. hell is the Techlist one coming out? Let alone Bellacore. To now know that we're going to get the Gravelord stuff or see some of the Gravelord stuff 
is pretty wild. I think we won't see much of it. I think we'll see like a trailer video and we'll see some little bits. Because I don't think that they want to shoot um, all that pre-order hype going into... Um, I don't think they want to shoot all that pre-order hype going into the Lumineth, right? They want as many people buying Lumineth as possible, uh, is, is my general thoughts. But yeah, I, I'm excited for it personally. And the fact that they're doing zombies makes me feel like mm. it's going to be a really big range. And that's actually... It also gives you some sort of idea of how the army will generally work as well. Like, we've it's, seen some... It's staying close enough to the old kind of theme, which is kind of, like, nice, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think I think the the fact that we're going to get vampi- vampires who are still, like, they're, they're, they're necromantic and they're growing thralls and they're bringing them back from grave sites. And really a hierarchy awesome. as well. Yeah, the I wouldn't have they mind... are kind of re... Go on. Um, do you think as well that we would be even getting previews of Gravelords if that vampire with the bat hair no. had been leaked? Because at the moment, I don't think we would. They'd be focusing us solely on Curse City, whilst now we're all kind of looking past Curse City at what's coming next. And I know a lot of the time we are, we're always quite looking forward to the next bit, bit but it does feel like we're kind of jumping past Curse City a lot more than we normally would, perhaps. I think that's just because of the releases, right? Like, uh, yeah. and I also I think I think that they've tied themselves into this this reveal release schedule. If that I makes think sense, it's, I think that's how they're wanting to kind of maintain some level of a kind of in real life hype train almost. Because normally they would they do that just by having every week there being something new that you're just you're on this kind of trudge of just like it's it's like the epic walk from the Shire all the way to Mount Doom every week. You're on the next stop, and there's well, yet if I was a five cynical, kits. Well, if I was a cynical man, yeah, or a realist, neither of which I am. I'm just a damn optimist with a head full of head full of <laughs> dreams, head full of dreams, and a heart full of emotions. The fact that the community site gets a swath of hits on a monthly basis because of the reveal shows, and yeah. that probably directly ties to someone's performance review at the end of the year. There you go. Like, I'm not... I'm not that guy to suggest that it's anything that Machiavellian. But, um, I... You know. Those I'll, are... I'll, I'll take the hit. It is. <laughs> <laughs> totally is. <laughs> uh, new stuff have uh, has been revealed for over a month that hasn't been released yet, says Angle. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, that's super true. Uh, heaven for some, uh, some of the four drilled stuff was revealed like 10, 11 months ago. Some of the, the corn stuff. The work, Was it World Eaters? Yeah. And that's still not been released. So four drilled are even more fucked. <laughs> but that's how you get those hits, baby. Uh, that's how you get Sorry. those hits on that website. Um, so personally, I think that that's one of the reasons we're seeing the reveals. But that doesn't really matter what the impetus behind it is because we get to see some cool new stuff. Personally, I, I like just read. Go on. I like the structure that each month we know we're going to get a little bit of a kind of, here you go, rather than it being this whole kind of, will we see something come up? I don't it know, feels man. like at least like, we've got some structure. I, I, would, I would be like way more keen, I think, way more keen to like truly sit down and listen. If they didn't have like, like much love to Eddie and Adam, right? Like that's not what, this, not, this is, I'm not here to bash them. That's not the point. No. But I'd no, be no. like so, I'd be so hype if like a designer, either the rules or, or like the miniatures or even the lore just sat down for like an hour and was like, here's a new race or here's how we reimagine. Or like if you had a bunch of each one, right? 
like a designer, a law guy, and then the rules guy, and then they just took you through like they show us the Gravelord stuff, and they're like, look. This is like what we thought. This is where we've gone. Here's some cool tidbits. Here's some fun story. This is one of the design. At one point, we thought <laughs> we were going to call them the Rumineth, <laughs> but we didn't. And you're like, brilliant. You know, like any of those fun bits that you can take away, I would love that. That would be really insightful. Would be something I'd be super yeah. like jazzed to tune into rather than like what it is, which I don't think is done particularly well. No. Um, and they, they do do that content, but they just hide it away, not in the reveals, but they tend to do it then after the fact in the uh, Voxcast and the Stormcast or whatever it's called. And it's it's literally, no one notices that it's there. Like um, when they did the, the Admech last update, they had um, Phil, Ke- who is it? They had two, uh, a designer and a rules designer sat just chatting through the pro. It was Jez Goodwin and... Darren Latham just sitting chatting through the process and it was fascinating if they'd done that on the day of releasing the models I would have been so hyped because I'd have been going and there's this bit to it and then I would have gone out and probably wanted to buy stuff but because that was done after the fact and hidden in a a podcast that no one really spots yeah yeah it's just lost and that's such great content much better than here's a box (laughs) here's a box I I mean I I do I mean it's still exciting I mean it takes less work to do just here's the box right so like I, I understand their vibe, uh, and I feel it. Um, uh, one of the uh, one of the things that actually gives me loads of hobby hype, just talking about it for a moment, is actually having a lot of the Black Library authors on Twitter. Right. Yes. So like I follow a bunch of the Black Library authors on Twitter. That simple, right? And they're so enthusiastic about their work. They're so passionate. Like, or they're passionate about other people's work. You know, I see them like jumping into conversations about stuff. I see them sharing things about other stuff. They just feel like real people who just like are just artists who they just like, they just love what they love. And then sometimes they're like, this game's out and I hate it. Or they're like, this thing looks awesome. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. And like, it gives me loads of hobby at height at the minute, like seeing, following some of those, especially like ADB. That gives me a load yeah. of hype watching ADB stuff. Um, but like not watching stuff, but just like just engaging with those designers because you feel like you're slightly closer to the art. I think that's one of the other things about having like yeah. the company representatives as opposed to the actual designers or anything is you don't feel quite as close to the product in of itself. Like and it's such a strange world also. Like I get it. We don't hear about the guy who designs the iPhone, the current iPhone, not this one guy or even a guy, but like we like but we do get to have like we have very real conversations now with like even really big artists you know, who create stuff. Like, it's a very modern way uh, that we all absorb content nowadays. It's like the the creators really talk directly to the audience a lot of the time. And to skip that step, which is so important on such like a heavy thing, seems like a missed opportunity. That's what I'm going to say. And and it's it's not a unique thing. When you look at, say, TV or films, when they're promoting that that new film or TV program's out, what do they do with the actors? They throw them onto chat shows. They, they get do. them talking about it. And that's exactly the same thing. And it just feels like such a an obvious thing that's been done in other kind of um, industries for so long. It feels a, a missed opportunity, perhaps. Who's the um, Who's the lady who did... Um, uh, oh, God. Um, <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, Catching Fire. Catless Everdeen. Uh, Is it Christian yeah. Stewart? No, um, I'm blanking her name now as well. Oh, God. 
She's hilarious Miss, on those. The one that was Mystique. Point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, she's God, hilarious think... on all of those. Really funny. Jennifer Lawrence, there you go. Colonel Cabbage knows all the names. Yeah, she's, yeah. Re- she's really funny on those. Um, you get her yeah. on there, and it gets you hyped to watch a film because you're just going, this, this lady's charming. Yeah, yeah. And she's, she's funny. Likeable. And then you go, let's see this, this film. And then you really empathize with the characters because you've seen her specifically on the program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Although yeah. that said, like, like, you can't expect these artists to be to be necessarily, like, very communicative. However, like, their passion will be, right? Yeah. Right? Great their example. When they get Phil Kelly on, I can't get enough of that. Oh, my God. Turn that motherfucker up to 11. I'm literally like, where is he? Let's go, Phil. <laughs> Let's go, Phil. And if anything, by the way, having worked with him uh, closely for a few years, like, He's exactly that, the same him. as yeah. he's exactly the same in real life. He's just a genuinely amazing dude, um, which is super lovely, uh, super lovely. Also loves Babylon Five, so he's like an eleven out of ten person in my book, um, uh, which is how you play it. So, uh, have we missed any of the game systems, John? Just those four. So Necromunda is, I think, because it's meant to be on their schedule for um, Necromunda as well. It's meant to be each um, each quarter you get a new um, book of, and then insert word. Uh, it's meant to be Cordor's time. The Redemptionists are kind of the more extreme version of Cordor because they're all part of the sort of Imperium cult, kind of cult. So it makes sense that if they're going to have extra models, like the Goliath's got the big bruiser dudes and uh, the Escher got uh, ladies with bows, it makes sense for the Redemptionists to be put in there because then it's not a whole new gang or it can be used as a whole gang, but it gives the players the choice. So I feel like that's what they're doing for that one. Because that's damnation. Necromunda seems like such an amazingly impenetrable, awesome thing. It is. It's so fun, but at the same time, you need to almost have a a DM to stop people from abusing the game. Because it is. Would you say that you could. Like, this is a question for anyone who does play Necromunda. Because I I, I have played it the one time. I spent ages on it. I had a really bad experience with Necromunda. That I spent ages on, like, creating a big narrative gang, uh, gang, and one of my mates just min maxed the game. And it was yeah. just, it was just, it was That's just, super, it was super rubbish. Um, and again, that really points me to the whenever I have the conversation about comp or I have the conversation about uh, Games Workshop rules not being good enough, I always refer to myself in several different situations where I have doughy eyed run into one of their game systems trying to have fun and then have been smashed. That was, that was that one in 100 chance, well, probably one in 10 chance of that happening. Uh, I think it's, it's like any, I think it's like any of those. Though. Yeah, it's 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 the the bad experience that doesn't take much. I think. Um, and one thing we haven't touched on actually for forty k, the preview yeah. image has the the Bone Reaper skeleton Bowman dude. In the middle, it's the Skatari Prime, which is the new character that they le- they revealed on the ninth edition launch. I do have one theory behind that that we might see more Skitar- uh, more non Skatari stuff. Oh, what from the what you think we might see that? I think we're going to see Mechanicum. I think Mechanicum yeah, is a hundred. Not just him. Be... I think we might see some different bits because I read I read the first uh, short story in the Black Library Celebration book yesterday out of boredom. Yeah. Because apparently I needed a break from a screen, and it's got um, a character that's basically Belisarius calls right hand man, who's basically in ceramite armor and a big murder bot thing sounded terrifying but there isn't a model of something like that so maybe we'll see something along those lines as well uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'd like to so go there's, back there's to... a lot of stuff that they throw in so yeah okay yeah no i i think so if you look at the release from engine war i feel like that was half a release yes yes like, i feel like it was half a release of uh, of like it, it it felt weird right they're like some transports but also a flyer and some dogs you're like oh, okay 
interesting. Where's the other half of this release? Because there's definitely another half of this release somewhere along the line. And I think that's going to come in this book, right? Because what are they missing What uh, unit-wise at, at the moment? Kind of role-wise. They've got flyers. They've got transports. They've got, pl- they've got a tank. They've got the, the hover tank and the dune crawlers. Let me, let me just think what they need. I think, I, John, I think I've cracked it. All of the fucking Ford World data sheets, John. That's what they're fucking missing. Yeah. So what you're telling me is they're going to make plastic versions of things that look very similar but different enough to the Forge World things and then replace I, I I've talked about this before. I hate the, the Citadel <clears throat> version of the Mechanicum stuff. Apart from the Scutari. I think the Scutari yeah. is mint. Um, but yeah, like, uh, so Mimrodons, you don't have those in, uh, in sorry, in 40k no. at the minute. In 40k, Mimrodons are no. like, like badass tech priests. They're so no. cool. And Mimrodon destroyers, like, I love them. You don't have any of, like, the, uh, the Tugmata stuff. So you don't have, yeah. you don't have, like, um, Vorax. You don't have drones. You don't have yeah. any of the Castellans. You don't have the big boys. You don't have the you've big, only like... got, you've only got uh, Secutari, Hoplites, and Pelaster. Peltasts. Yeah, we just I want we want uh, Chris. Two. Chris, see it in the chat. Big love. I want all yeah. of the. I want. I want see. That, that's what I want. I want all Thanatars. Thank you, Gus the Hut. Thanatars. Yeah. I want all of that. That's what they're missing. So doesn't matter. Yeah. It feels like at the moment they've got that Age of Sigmar style problem of. I say problem. They've got a very limited HQ slot thing as well. At the moment, you've got Dominus or a Tech Priest or Call. That's right. it as well so the prime helps fix that by adding that's almost an extra th- that's making it five characters mm. do you know what just quick side note you could do hilarious kind of like um like slapstick comedy admec tv show like where like all the robots are always going wrong all the time and you've got like basically maybe you just do like a couple of low level tech uh, priests who are just constantly mm. having to fix stuff that kind of goes wrong, and it's just there's always a bit like a couple of explosions. Like there's a great TV show that I want to point out. Probably got uh, the guy that played Dave Lister from Red Dwarf in, and also Mr. Bean. I don't know. Like that's a weird mix. I get it, but that's what I'm pitching <laughs> as a TV show. That's a very uh, British version, which I suppose <laughs> kind of fits for Games Workshop. Faulty Mechanicum Towers is exactly oh, what I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think just building the weapon loadouts uh, you think look cool and varied is the way to go once you read the rules. Oh, wait, what's Gus the Hutt saying? Um, I don't know what it was. Something. Necromund is very easy to power game, but it kind of defeats the point of the game if you do, says Gus the Hutt. So uh, that's what I wanted to come yeah. back to actually talking yeah. about Necromunda. Yeah, yeah. We talk a lot about D&D. Well, we don't talk a lot about D&D. The world talks a lot about D&D and generally how best to DM D&D all of that. I haven't played much D&D, so I'm going to be talking out of my depth here. I know John has more than me, and other people have, so here's me, here's me <laughs> pitching in. Would you say, and is it arguable, and would it be a good idea, that you could actually D&D... Like, if you were just like, right, I want to get my mates together, but instead of doing D&D, I'm going to D&D Necromunda. Like, if you, yeah. if you learnt the game well enough that you could just manage a group do you think having played D and necromunda john that that would be a, like an uptick on the general whole vibe yes entirely that i can't remember what the term is for it but there is um 
in the Necron books. Horses. Sorry, hold on. The Only Calls and Horses is the name of our slapstick show, by the way. Well, actually, yeah. I think Gitley's Are You Being Servitor is better. <laughs> like Personally. Only Calls and Horses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go um, on. There is, there is a, um, basically, a, I think it's an arbiter, the person that is essentially the DM that runs your campaign. Right. Um, and to me, I think it's like anything, like the way that D&D works and the way that uh, Necromunda works are exactly the same. You, It's like when you're you're making a, uh, organizing a game of 40k. You you say to your opponent what sort of game you want to play. I think the same applies to when you're running D&D campaign or a Necromunda campaign. You go, what do we all want to get out of this? Is, is this us all just min-maxing and making it really cutthroat? Or are we wanting to tell some cool stories? And at that point, you have that discussion, and then someone like if one of your one of your players turns up with a really whack kind of almost like a tournament level, which I, I know that's not Necromunda tournaments, but that kind of thing where it just literally just can roll over anyone. It's that discussion you can then say to them, "Well, actually, you're not playing in the spirit of the campaign. Please change this all, and then you can play again." And I think I think that's the way that that game has to work. You have to have people held to account if they're not playing in the spirit of how everyone else wants to play. Yeah. Okay. Because it, it's it's a game that everyone loses, really. Because you have times where you have a bit of bad luck and suddenly three of your gangers are all missing eyes. And it's hilarious. And it's how you then respond to that. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, I've I got, no, got no issue with, like, losing. But, like, when it, like, so my singular experience was it yeah. just felt like it just, like, similarly when I went to um, a uh, heresy event. I've talked about this loads. And I went with mm. some knights new to the hobby pretty much yeah had no clue didn't really research anything took some nights and then everyone was pissed at me they're like can't believe you brought five nights to an event and i was like what the fuck man like these are cool who doesn't want giant robots and they got pissy like, so like there's, there's almost an unwritten kind of rule of like the only like uh there's a, a limit on how many people can take full custodial armies and heresy and stuff like that i wouldn't know that if i was going into a, an event completely new so it doesn't surprise me yeah, right. So, like, I, my point is, is with lockdown coming out, yeah, like, well, uh, you know, Easing, <laughs> lockdown slowly, so maybe. last year, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, when we get all out, out of our lockdown phase that we're all going through, it's a bit like listening to My Chemical Romance, but hopefully we get out of this. Never. We never, never get, get out of the My Chemical Romance phase. That's correct. Uh, <laughs> Evanescence for life. The point is... Brings um, me to life, mate. <laughs> Call Run-Ins is also good as a movie. That's the movie <laughs> after the show. That's the movie after oh, the show. Oh, you can have a tech priest Dominus that is John Candy because we need to have him back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. The <laughs> my point is, um, like I, because also we've got the venue now, and when we're not doing events, I was thinking what I could do to service the local community. Um, and like whether or not I should do like a club <laughs> night and also like but also like you've got amazing places like the Bad Moon Cafe as an example like where they I know they do D&D nights but I wonder if you got like a couple of like well if you got all of the gangs basically painted up basically you could run people through Necromunda campaigns you could be the DM and I thought that that would be a really fun experience for groups of people right but it also is like a sideways way of getting them into mini wargaming not the yeah. not the channel, but who, yeah. by the way, apparently they do this. They already do yeah. this. This is something they do as a YouTube thing. Um, but I'm less and talking the, about it as content and more for you guys at home. And the other obstacle a lot of the time for something like Necromunda is the terrain. Like, th there's two ways to play that game. One is with corridors, which generally is a cardboard map, 
or 3D terrain. And that 3D terrain is not easy to just build, paint, and get ready. So if you've got that as a, a thing in the in the um, in the venue, it's a great selling point for people that want to come and play some Necromunda. Oh, yeah, honestly, like, established I, players would want to because, because I think the setting. I think the setting is incredible. Like the oh, point about the, the setting, best. like it ties in super well with like an already like popular vibe, that cyberpunk vibe, which is so so popular right now. Uh, post-apocalypse stuff has always been really good. Like people always kind of jones on that. What are you laughing at? Gitly saying the theme tune for the uh, program would be "Call Me, Call Me Maybe" by Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too much. Yeah, and Owen, and with the rise of the 3D printed terrain, you could design some amazing spaces to play those campaigns in. I just think that one of the things that I was never able, this is a me thing, one of the things I was never able to do with, because I clearly lack imagination, um, I was never able to do D&D because there wasn't something for me to like visually kind of like key in with when I was watching mm. it. Where, and that's what I really like about uh, miniatures gaming is that I get to... Um, it's so hard not to say mini wargaming. <laughs> like, that's what I like about so mini wargaming. So just say miniature. <laughs> miniature wargaming. So, Tabletop wargaming. You guys have nailed it, haven't they? We really should have we really should have come up with like the dice gamer or something. Like <laughs> it doesn't work. The dice the roller. <laughs> uh, um, uh, there are a few things more awesome to a war game than a complex multi-level Necromunda board, says Angle. Uh, has everyone seen Necromunda hired gun trailer? Yeah, that was gonna tie me into the have you seen the trailer for the, the hired gun uh, video, John? It it's got me apprehensively excited, because to me when they do like they did the previous Necromunda game that was like a gang thing, it was basically the the Mordheim game reskinned for Necromunda, and it just it didn't really do it for me. It's like if it's going to be close enough to Necromunda, I want it to be a simulation or not at all, and just be in the universe. And so this being like a shoot 'em up sounds exactly what I'd want for a Necromunda game. Yeah, that's, I played that. Me and uh, me, uh, me and Mamdare played um, the actual Necromunda game, and it was just so low, so sl- so laggy, and like, and just wasn't very fun. Yeah. Ultimately, and it, it just and it it's kind of similar enough to the actual Necromunda game, but not enough that you're like, I, I just want all the depth, but it's not there. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I think, I, yeah, I think it's, a, I think it's a, a really fun thing. Uh, yeah, the. Yes, I think one of the I would say I would say that it would be one of the games I would like to it would I would like it to be my side game. I've always like toyed like is it going to be Blood Bowl? Is it going to be Necromunda? Yeah. Like what's my side game going to be? And I feel like that that would be my side game where you just blow off steam and you just because I, I think like creating those stories and even creating those minis with those stories is such an exciting thing that you can do. Yeah. You can do it with the main game as well. I go back to thinking about me um, hosting the the narrative. So when I set Warhammer Live. Uh, we would do a narrative game and a competitive game on a yep. Wednesday for Age of Sigmar, and then same on the Friday for Forty K. And then the guys that, that. Were, yeah, the guys that were involved were super motivated to make sure that they carried the story on every week, which was awesome because we had Peachy and Rob Crouchley. And then like they would like we would like talk about the story before they started playing the game, and then they would like do some sort of story, and then I would like commentate about it, and it would just be this fun adventure. And it was awesome, yeah. and I'd love to see more of that generally. But it does require someone to do the work. It's kind yes. of the key point, right? So that also, so in that kind of in the spirit of how you do that with Necromunda, you can do that with 40k, but it's that horrible thing that you don't like me to talk about. You can do that with Crusade, but it is a very different style of game. It's essentially like playing a side game. What, Crusade? So you, so you can do that with a Crusade with your 40k stuff, but it becomes 
different enough that you, you 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 also need to kind of rein in how you approach that because if you bring i found this when i turned up to my first crusade game and i brought this was before the the dark angels codex but just that compared to a thousand points of orcs it was a whitewash and it was dreadful it was so horrible to play because i felt like i was just clubbing yeah you were just you was beating up on someone and, and, and like yeah. it was the game that allowed it i do feel like a tight like i will criticize the game developers a lot and will say that the fact that the fact that it does require so much like so much comp to a degree for it to be functionally yes. balanced to, to to some end not that it's like meant to be because it does make sense like if in if in some like actual underhive one gang got more dominant than another gang like that's life right yeah. that's how things work like i yeah, get yeah. it and that, it's I, fun to play because you like i liked it where i was i was middle of the pack in my campaign so i was always doing all right i had enough good gear that i could hold my own but i was always on the back foot and it was this nice challenge uh yeah yeah agreed uh face to bases work lunch today just probably say hi to my other train john smashed it with the new robin mode. he did he did a great job um uh so and this is by the way the train i'm currently working on if anyone's interested for my crystal board there you go uh love it uh yeah i think i'm probably going to go find a spray this is taking a little bit too long if i'm 100 percent honest uh to color match with this so find a spray but yeah um uh but it's gonna look sweet and this is only one of eight pieces although this is the this is a large piece of terrain so i've got two sizes large and medium uh all standard and large is probably an easy way to describe it um but yeah, that's looking pretty sweet, eh, John? Mm. Uh, I think it is. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to this, getting it all for- sorted. Right. Um, Got one uh, last can... thing to touch on, Rob. Oh yeah, go on. On the silhouettes, the left-hand one, I'm more and more convinced that that is a Deepkin model. Um. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's a. It's a. It's a Fishkin model. Yeah. It's actually one of the. It's one of the true things of every Age of Sigmar release, actually, John, which most people don't know, is every Age of Sigmar release in some way benefits Ideneth Deepkin. (laughs) It's the truest thing. It's the truest thing that's ever been true. Like, if anyone, like, absolutely everything that ever happened in some way benefits Deepkin, and we're not sure why. Mm. We're not sure why. Um, I think just the guys watched Free Willy as a kid and they were like they're just they've still got that in their head and it's like they're super motivated um yeah uh, they've, got, under they've got a they've got a pattern now with the underworlds where they're going here's the new warband and we're going to show you the next we're going to preview one model of the next one like they did it to start with with Seraphon where they showed us the chameleon skink they then did the same with the vampires and they've slowly been doing it each time for like the last six to eight months so this I think on the um, roadmap it is Deepkin next so they're making themselves very consistent with it yeah I think uh, I, I mean <laughs> I mean, who doesn't root for an underdog as well um, but yeah I think uh, getting more eel stuff is going to be fun Like, and also another range that's got a limited amount of stuff and it can go everywhere having looked at some of the aquatic themed ranges coming from miniatures designers like Archvillain and Cast and Play over the past two months those are two different designers um, who have done like a month's worth of releases of like aquatic themed stuff. There's so much that you can explore. Coral swords, like Merowims, um, like octopus. There's so many, like, like they've got all the sea. They've got all the sea, basically. It's the sea theme. So they, that yeah. range could be massive eventually, right? Yeah. Well, it's 
Has it got similar to Iron Jaws? It's not got many, has it, kit-wise? No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Like, the eels are one or the other. The shark is one. There's the Eidolon who's one or the other. There's the turtle. And then there's the thralls. Like, oh, and then, like... Uh, and then the Bowman guys as well. The Reavers, yeah. But, like, I yeah, mean... Everyone forgets. <laughs> They're two separate kits, though, Rob. That that surprised me, because I accidentally bought some Reavers when I wanted thralls. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be good. I I, I actually think the Idnet Deepkin is probably one of the ranges that can get the most new releases, and um, doesn't trigger me because like I think there's so many creative ways that they can push that out. Um, you know, really push the boat out, John. Really make waves. Yeah. And yeah. It, and it would be really nice to give people an option to not just bring eels. I think that'd be refreshing for everyone well, if we no, saw less eels. Now. Sharks and turtles are brilliant. Eidolon's yeah, brilliant. But but... Outside of that, it becomes very much. There's still only like a handful of variations because of the limited amount of units, Stingrays. right? Stingrays. Well, how oh good God. would Stingrays be? They would look amazing. Catfish. I just want a really ugly catfish. Goldfish. Yeah. 100%. Hammerhead sharks. A, a big sorts. goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's been a pleasure uh, predicting yeah, what's happening tomorrow. Um, so thank you to you guys for tuning in. Uh, John, thanks for being on the show. Pleasure as always. Uh, I, I love being on because it's just nice to uh, to catch up actually and chat rather than just shouting at the screen when you're on instead, which apparently doesn't work. I've tried; it really doesn't work. It does work. I just ignore it actually, which is a super <laughs> super weird way for it to go. <laughs> it's like I hear it, I just ignore it. Uh, <laughs> let's go raid someone. Let's go do yeah, that. Go and make it. let's go make someone's day, um, uh, which is always the most fun. Uh, I fun love cool... it. Let's should we go raid glorious badger? Uh, because he's painting an awesome Beasts of Nurgle, which looks really nice. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. let's go do that. Let's do that. Listen, uh, everyone, thanks for listening. Don't forget we're live all from 12 until 4 tomorrow for the reveal stream, so we'll be live all day. Also, Sunday, we're live 12 till 10 um, with a whole host of guests uh, hanging out and doing the big birthday uh, thing. So it's been a really fun chat. Thank you. Thank you for being hilarious, Twitch chat. Thanks to everyone who listens to the podcast. Thanks to everyone who listens uh, back on YouTube. And thank you to everyone on Patreon. You guys are great. Right, let's go do this raid thing. John, you got any shout-outs while I try and do this? Uh, can I shout-out to... Ooh, let's think. Shout-out to... Nikos. Oh, really? Yeah, because I'm going to miss seeing him tomorrow. Because he's not going to be there tomorrow, and it's, it breaks my heart. He's not. I could have coped if you weren't there or Tom wasn't there, but without Nikos, I just feel empty inside. <laughs> True. All right, guys, we're going to go for this raid now. Thanks for listening and tuning in. You guys are great. Yeah. We'll see you soon.